A question that I've been asked a lot and have had a very difficult time answering is when people ask, what's the secret to a happy marriage? For a very long time, I didn't think there was a secret. I just found it really hard to answer that question. Whenever I would hear someone give an opinion as to what the secret to a happy relationship was, it happened to be something that I couldn't agree on. I just had a really difficult time acknowledging that there was one thing that we can do as a person that can ensure a happy relationship. Until recently. So in order for me to answer the question effectively, I have to give some perspective to how I came to this conclusion. So hang in there with me as I take a roundabout way to get to the answer. When I think of what it takes to have a happy relationship today, I'm often reminded that the rules have changed. The rules changed because they had to change. I think when you combine the change and the progress in the last 100 to 150 years, it makes it easy for me to see that the kinds of relationships we have today are in many ways different than the relationships that our parents had, or our grandparents, or our great-grandparents, because of how much we've progressed in such a short amount of time. The goal of a relationship is different. I feel that relationships used to revolve around the role of a person in a relationship. Here's what you're supposed to do in the relationship, and here's what you're supposed to do in the relationship. When people have clearly assigned roles, it makes it easy to determine who's supposed to do what. That way we can function as a whole, as long as you take care of this, and you take care of that. Maybe that transactional way of having a relationship worked in marriages once upon a time, but we're not there anymore. I don't think we need each other the way we used to need each other. I think we've gone from needing each other to wanting each other. So instead of couples using the transactional model to guide their relationship today, I believe a lot of people are switching to more of the mutual or personal model. A mutual or personal relationship has to do with a desire to be with that person. It's less out of necessity and more out of an aspiration to have a partnership with somebody you value. In order to achieve that relationship, it has to be mutual. It has to be personal. So as long as people continue to look at relationships from the perspective of roles or needs, we're going to continue to get it wrong. And by the way, a quick side note about relationships that were based on roles. I think those kind of relationships overwhelmingly benefited men. Men were put in a position of privilege when they were considered the head of the household. That they've been seen as the people who were going to provide that were going to create a sense of stability or security. With that benefit came power and authority, and as a result, many men took advantage of their position of privilege. It's not unusual to hear stories of men being abusive, or poor partners, or poor family members. But that's because I think they held too much power in a relationship. In a mutual or personal relationship, there is no more power. It's a relationship of fairness. It's true to the word. It's mutual. We're in this together. I think that's why there's a lot of pushback by many men who resent this change. I think it's become really easy for men to villainize women because they don't like the adjustment. But I believe this. The more we as men become open to the possibility of having a mutual and respectful relationship with our partners, not only will it be better for the relationship, it's better for us. We become better versions of ourselves when we learn how to have a mutual or personal relationship with our partners. So in the way that I view the world in a mental health perspective, I think this change is good. We're just having a difficult time adjusting to this change. The rules have changed. So as I make sense of this, 
I did finally get to an answer as to what is the secret to a happy relationship. The secret is to get your ego out of the way. In other words, get yourself out of the way. If a relationship is not functioning, if it's not flourishing, it's likely because you're getting in the way. I feel the day that we can truly understand what it means to move our ego out of the way is the day we're going to have better relationships. And it's the day we will learn what it truly means to have a personal or mutual relationship. To get your ego out of the way or to get yourself out of the way, it truly means to understand what you bring to the table in a relationship. We all come with something. So here are a few examples of things that we could check within ourselves in order to get ourselves out of the way. Our fears and insecurities. I think we understand that in the course of life we go through negative experiences. When those experiences create a certain sense of fear or insecurity within us, we could bring it to the relationship. Those insecurities can create a lot of rules as to how we want the relationship to look or how we need it to function in order for us to feel secure. So for example, I might need my wife to call me every hour on the hour. I may need her to let me know who she's talking to every time I see her on the phone or texting with someone. That's just one small example of an insecurity that a person can bring to the table. But my ego is more than just my insecurities. My ego can be an unreasonable belief, selfish outlooks, an unfair notion as to what a relationship is or should be, an inability to understand how you affect another person, devaluing a partner, in essence, being resistant to change. We have to keep in mind that our ego is our sense of identity. If I believe I'm a strong person, and I feel that my partner is being demeaning to me or threatening to me. My need to feel like a strong person will overpower my partner. That's my ego. When we're too protective, when we fail to be vulnerable to ourselves and to our partners, we're holding the relationship back. I think the truth is that a lot of people know that they have issues, but either don't know how to resolve them or have no interest in resolving them. They compensate. They do other things to make up for it, but never truly address it. If you've been told in the past that you have issues that you need to work through and you've rejected that message, that's your ego. A relationship has a way of telling us that something needs to be adjusted or something needs to be changed. Relationships have built-in alert systems in which it starts feeling uncomfortable whenever something needs to be adjusted or changed. When something comes up in a relationship, and you refuse to do anything about it, or you insist that your partner should be the one that change everything about themselves because you cannot fathom the idea that you may be contributing to a problem in the relationship that is your ego. When we protect our ego too hard, we become very defensive. We are closed off to what people have to say. We become very judgmental of others. We are simply not open to change because we don't believe that change is necessary or we believe that we can find other ways of making the relationship work without having to address the self. So you know your ego is strong when you start being very judgmental about your partner, when you find it very difficult to hear your partner tell you that you need to work on something or address something or change something. There's no way a relationship can flourish or grow if we're not willing to understand what needs to be adjusted. I realize that this topic can get a little confusing. Sometimes it could be difficult to know if it's you or if it's your partner that's the problem. I've mentioned in the past that I'm extremely happy with the relationship that my wife and I have created. And I feel really good about myself as a person. 
And as I reflect as to how we got here, I have to acknowledge that the reason that I am the person I am today is because of my wife, because I accepted her influence, because I respected her, because I didn't dismiss her, because when she asked me to change something about myself, I took the time to understand why. That doesn't necessarily mean that I accepted everything my wife had to say. It means that I was open to it. And in most cases, she was right. And in other cases, we had to have a bigger conversation to understand where things were coming from. And in that way, we better understood each other. But had my ego gotten in the way, we can't even have productive conversations. When you move your ego out of the way, accept your partner. Learn how to have productive conversations with your partner. You become a better person. At that point, it allows you to better understand who your partner is. You can hear them out. You can work together and fine-tune the relationship for it to be what you both decide it needs to be. You end up being the kind of person that can hold yourself accountable to your baggage. You end up being the kind of person who's open to growth. The goal of a relationship right now is a true partnership. Holding true to the statement that I don't need you, I want you. So when falling in love is the first step, and it sets the foundation for you to build on, how you build on it matters. So I definitely encourage people to be aware of your biases, your insecurities, and your fears. And open yourself up to a partner that you say you love and you say you admire. If you want to know how exactly to work on yourself and how to move your ego out of the way, I would start off with your partner. If you feel that you have a partner you can trust, engage them. Ask them honest questions and be ready to hear the answer. You might not like it, but you may need to hear it and humor the possibility. If you can't trust your partner, then I would say start paying attention to the way you affect others and the way others affect you. And start noticing those effects and start asking questions about it. Notice how you react emotionally. The bigger your emotional reaction is, whether it's an agitation or it's closing off, it's telling you something about you. Explore that. Explore your rigid thinking. Explore the shoulds in your life. If you find yourself saying things like, people should this, people shouldn't that, or this is what things have to be or can't be, you may be too rigid. Take a good look as to why you might be so rigid. Maybe it's that you felt that you've had to be rigid. But if that's the case, understand that it can get in the way of a relationship. Go to therapy and be open to the process of growth because a good therapy will ask you to dig in and truly see yourself for who you truly are. That could be a very difficult thing for some people. It's easier for us to pretend. It's easier for us to create a story or a narrative of what we want to believe that things are or who we want to believe we are before we actually look at ourselves in the mirror and be honest about what's there. I understand it's very difficult because we're challenging our sense of identity. When we understand what it truly means to hold yourself accountable and to be honest about yourself, then it will allow you to have an honest and mutual relationship with your partner. If you constantly find yourself in unhealthy relationships, you're going to have to ask yourself some very honest questions. What is it that I'm contributing to these relationships that continue to create the dysfunction? Do I surround myself by dysfunctional people? Do I not know how to set boundaries? Am I seeking unhealthy people for a personal reason? I think some of us know the answer, just don't know how to confront it. But I encourage you to try. So from this point forward, know this. 
relationships have changed. The rules are different. And it's no longer about who's supposed to do what. It's about being genuine and learning how to create a partnership. And to do that, you now know the secret. Move your ego out of the way. I hope this episode was useful for you. And if you happen to know someone who it can benefit, I encourage you to send it to them. If you have any questions for me or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Daniel Galarza LCSW. But with that, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.